Dotsa Kid is a classically trained Latvian American painter. In this episode, we have a conversation about her classical education in art, how she ended up in America, some of the differences between American and European culture, how she learned to market herself, and her work to help revitalize downtown Tyler, Texas, and bring an art scene to East Texas. I hope you'll join me as we now go and meet Dotsa Kid. So if you can just tell us who you are and a little bit about what you do to okay, start it off. sure, Isaac. My name is Datsa Kid, D-A-C-E-K-I-D-D. Usually people ask me to spell it out. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, what? What is your name? And I'm from Latvia. That's uh, Datsa is quite common name for girls in Latvia, but a lot of English speakers find it a little bit challenging to yeah. pronounce. So I, I never get upset if somebody uh, says it wrong. It took three years for my husband to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I am a classically trained artist um, and I've been living in States now uh, over 10 years and I do a lot of painting. So, and I also a commercial artist. So, do I do a lot of commission uh, artwork, which is also things like public art, site-specific art, murals, installations. Uh, I also occasionally curate art shows. I think it's part of the um, uh, art environment in Tyler because we don't have many opportunities or, or galleries to show your artwork or kind of gallerists or curators that t can do that for you. Yeah. So I think a lot of artists are like me are, okay, let's have an art show. Let's put an event together. So Pretty I, DIY. Exactly, and, and uh, that's what I do. Um, I have great... Uh, time curating one of the art uh, exhibit spaces downtown at the Arcadia Theater, which is the Martin Walker Law Firm headquarters. Yeah. So I don't know if you have been there. It's really yeah, cool I, I, place. I haven't been in there. I do a lot of work downtown and oh, stuff, though. Uh, I'm right. a window washer on the oh. side. <laughs> so. Oh, nice. Hey, I know a lot about it. I'm probably not as good as you because uh, one of my little side gigs, I paint windows. Yeah. And that literally started like a, like a, as a crazy thing for Christmas five years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was painting a windows for Village Bakery and Tyler Paper showed up and did an article about me doing. And literally next day my phone was ringing crazy. And I was like, oh, Oh no, now I'll have to do all these businesses. <laughs> now I've created and, work for and, myself. And I have yeah, and I have never done it. Well, it's this is kind of my attitude. Um, uh, even though I studied art in my home country in Latvia, I went to art academy there and previously I attended um, secondary school that was very into the arts and learning classic portrait painting and figurative painting. Um, but And then I went and lived for two years in Italy and studied painting there. But to me it was like, oh, doing something different, how bad it can be. And yeah. also, hey, it's going to help 
to pay my bills. But again, I had to literally YouTube that. How to paint <laughs> How to the paint windows. Away. What? Um, because kind of paint is pretty straightforward medium to me. But doing this for now almost 18 years, I all, you, you know this. Be you know, there's all about these little tricks. Mm-hmm. If you know that, it's going to be so much better and easier. So yes, I, one of the things I remember spending a whole day watching a window washing videos, <laughs> <laughs> and and then practicing with the squeegee, the S curves, and yeah. everything until I figure out. Okay, this is. I I love uh, this. I this is. I'm the fastest doing this, and this is the best way. Yeah. No, it, it usually takes, like when I started, probably took a week before my boss was happy with my squeegee work and everything. So it takes a lot of practice. And I've got a lot of experience scraping off the paintings. Oh, on the you probably have scraped some <laughs> yeah. um, So you mentioned like your history with art. I kind of want to go back, like, when did you first decide to be an artist? Um uh, that's that's a really good question because it's always really hard for me to answer because uh, I I really decided this to be a choice of my career when I was 15, 16 uh, because I just realized that I have been um, doing art since I was three, four years old. Uh, I had asthma when I was a kid and my parents decided to enroll me into art school just because I couldn't like my brothers play soccer or rugby, uh, no ice hockey for me. And so they just like, here, let's keep her busy. (laughs) And so I started art school for kids when I was six, six and literally did it forever never 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 stopped stopped. and so when I had an opportunity to decide where I'm going after graduating a middle school I was had given opportunity to uh, try to pass exams and go to this very prestigious uh, upper secondary school uh, for arts it's quite common in Europe that they have schools for uh, people for um, if you already, after middle school, kind of have idea that you want to go into trade or a creative mm-hmm. profession, be a musician, be a dancer, be an artist, being a com- carpenter, being a chef, they already have special schools where you can already obtain a degree that's almost is as good as a um, bachelor degree. Yeah, and and usually for most people that's done, and you don't even need to you you don't you're not required to go to college. You can go into your field, and so I was really kind of looking into it. My all family is very much science, physics, economy. So I always was the black sheep. They yeah. knew, oh yeah, she, she's... She's she, going to be starving. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But oddly enough, uh, my parents always supported me and encouraged to be creative. Mm. Uh, so uh, my middle school teacher told me that I would never make as an artist. So that was the end of it. I, I started studying really, really hard to get into this uh, 
art school and it happened and after it was just so much fun it was like being around uh, like-minded kids that all were into art and want to get better and that that led me to go to uh, college in Latvia on full scholarship so and it was a lot of fun and that's where I also got really lazy <laughs> because it gave me kind of I was like the smart smart smarty bands because I felt like I know all this already I have done yeah. this eight million times and <laughs> so, so I got a question like so like I, I get kind of what goes through art classes and stuff, but what what would you learn in like a classically trained art college? For instance, uh, if um, the art college I attended, it had uh, different departments. For instance, I was part of the painting department. Uh, there's also sculpture, um, uh, printmaking, uh, fashion design, visual media, everything you can think of. Um, of so for me as a painter, my day looked like I had to paint for three hours every day. And that meant showing up at the studio in a college and painting a nude model whether, or a portrait. So and then you were doing you were drawing the same thing, yeah. <laughs> a model for two hours, and then you had um, uh, compositional classes, where you were asked to uh, come up with idea for a painting or a drawing, and. Um, uh, come up with your own idea and style uh, it's it, it involved a lot of creative work yeah so you mentioned uh your own style so how would you describe the art you do uh, well i think uh, uh my style is very eclectic uh because um uh, I, I i'm very at this very particular moment enjoy uh putting together several different styles so a lot of like a lot I use a lot of minimalism and also pop art and some uh, uh, techniques from impressionism and so to me it's really hard to kind of just pin, pin down, down yeah. it on something else but also if i'm doing a commission piece and somebody's requiring it to be just in a very straightforward realism i do that or they wanted something that looks like it was made into 50s yeah. and very much uh, abstract expressionism i i really enjoy doing it uh, i just think of one of the reasons why i become an artist i'm a are junky. It's like I like it all uh, mm -hmm. as long as it's good. <laughs> so, so, what makes art good? <laughs> that is really good question, and I I don't really I think the good art is that triggers your like that. I think that I can't remember where I read this, but the good art always has that makes you go hmm and then wow yeah if it makes you go wow and then 
hmm, it's not good. Yeah. So do you think that's like something like uh, artists could learn? Like a person who's into art or whatever, they can learn what that is? Or do you think that's just kind of an innate thing with somebody? I think those are uh, both. I think that um, uh, there are people very gifted. I think I always like to think of the musicians. There's somebody with a perfect pitch and a, a full range. And for them, it's easy. They're like, oh, but there are some people that, you know, work hard and, and, and they get there. And I think with, um, because in the end, art is a language. Mm -hmm. So you, it's like, uh, you can learn Chinese, and I bet you can get fluent at it. So I think it's that's that's I think it's very true when when you hear and somebody says art is for everyone and everybody, and and I agree uh, because if you study it and um, make it your passion or get involved in it, you can really. I don't know, sky's the limit. It's kind yeah. of like you can have a lot of fun with it. If you surround yourself some with something, you're going to absorb it kind of. Exactly. Idea. Yes. Yeah. So, going back into the history, so you said you went to Italy for a while. Yes. How did that come about? Well, um uh in Europe, a lot of colleges that are in the same field, they do exchange programs. Mm -hmm. So I was writing a grant to go to this college in France. And uh, my professor at that time decided, oh, wait a second. This new college from, uh, in Sicily, in Palermo, just joined the program. And how about instead of going to France, you go to Italy? Because you have dark eyes and brown hair. You look like Italian. You're going <laughs> to just fit in perfectly. And I already was start I already started studying some French and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but I thought, uh, "Sicily, Palermo, that sounds really cool and very exotic." And I'm like, "Okay, whatever. Let's go." <laughs> so, uh Three weeks later, I'm on a plane, and uh, I arrive in Sicily, in Palermo, and I realize really quickly how uh, Italy is basically a country in the country. It's very much like, I think, United States. Texas is very different from, from New York, yeah. and um, almost, I would say, out of 50% professors I had only two sp spoke English so they all spoke Spanish or French because it was south mm -hmm. they they were more attuned to the southern European cultures instead of the northern and so I had to literally really quickly start learning Italian because I knew literally just buongiorno la pizza and la pasta so i was not well, well, starving isn't that all you need <laughs> but it was it was a real 
bummer when I really realized I don't understand what the people are talking mm-hmm. around me and I cannot join the conversation. It it was just like like you're just shut out. You are yeah. like a fly on the wall and everything's around happening you and you're just Okay. <laughs> so how quickly did you learn Italian? Uh it took me three months to understand. Mm-hmm. And after nine months, I could speak it fairly fluently. Yeah. Just yes. M- yes. Immersion and, and survival. Yes. <laughs> I, I rented uh, a room, an apartment with other Italian students. So I didn't have excuse to speak English with anyone. And it, it was just, there were days when your my head was hurting. Like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, but it's it's I it really taught me that it's about your brain rewiring itself, and then it's like magical. You're like suddenly you're in a restaurant and you overhear the conversation, and you know what they're talking about. It's yeah. like oh, you've unlocked the <laughs> puzzle. <laughs> yeah. It's like you you guess the combination and all all the treasure is yours. Yeah, so we're gonna go from Italy to Texas. How did how did that pan so, out? So um, while I was actually I was moving to Italy from Latvia, and I uh, again this is time wise. 14 years ago yeah so there was not really facebook there there were a couple uh websites for artists and i was very eager to uh, publish my art and get the feedback uh, I was intrigued you know what people are thinking and uh, uh see it so i joined this artist community and i happened to make friends really quickly because i loved one of the things i you can probably tell i'm very influenced by other artists Mm -hmm. and so it was really important for me to look what other people are doing especially people that i like and exchange and collaborate so i made a couple friends and the the, uh one of the first people i spoke quite often was this photographer in australia and he told me hey i have this friend in united states that just wrote a foreword to my book he did really good job and he he wants to get an art critique and how about if he wrote art critique about your paintings and i was like wow this is so amazing somebody professionally will review my work and so i said okay i'm in let's do it so a couple weeks go by and i get this email from this gentleman from united states uh, that reviews my art and it's very insightful very kind of flattering i was like wow this is very cool except one thing was wrong about it all the pronouns in the critique were male (laughs) his ideas his brushstrokes so i had to respond 
and just say, uh, hey, thank you so much for your time and insightfulness, but don't you think people will take you more seriously as an art critic if you have got the gender of the artist <laughs> correct? Like, have you done any research yeah. question? Well, later on, I realized that that I was basically getting to know my future husband. And, and he did not know that this critique will be forwarded to me. And that so when he got my response, it totally took him by the surprise. Yeah. And he just was spitting his morning coffee all over his uh, computer and he had to write me back saying, you cannot possibly be a girl. You do not do chick art. <laughs> so just adding um, sexism on top of his ignorance. So that's, that's how we met. And uh, we became good pen friends because I learned that James was living in Texas and that kind of enforced the stereotype that everybody in Texas are arrogant <laughs> <laughs> and, and very ballsy. So uh, we, we stayed in touch while I was living in Italy because I was, oh, this is good opportunity for me to improve my English. And um, uh, keep keep s discovering and being friends with a lot of these artists all over the world. So when I uh, graduated my school in uh, Italy, I had a really good client. I worked with an architecture firm, and I was doing commission paintings for their developments one of the things I worked on was this uh, boutique hotel and so they really paid me well for the paintings I was thrilled yes and it was time for me to go back to Latvia it kind of reset and my next trip was uh, going and uh, uh, to Germany but I was thinking what would be most exotic place to visit that none of my friends have been to and then I thought Texas because it was so interesting that I would all the time hear about interesting things and Marfa in Texas and uh, all the art museums in uh, Fort Worth and Houston and so I was thinking that would be a fun trip but you know this would be great to call my friend James and see if he can be a tour guide if not I'll go somewhere else you yeah know? and by my I was really surprised James agreed so I showed up and first thing he does he takes me to Mexican food restaurant and I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. I have never had anything like this. So, so uh, yeah, Mexican what, food. What, what kind of Mexican food restaurant? Okay, it like. was the El, original El Phoenix downtown Dallas. Oh, okay. So very yeah. Tex-Mex. And since, the, since then, I, I don't discriminate. I like authentic and Tex-Mex yeah. both. And salsa is my favorite 
something. If, if they don't look, I eat it with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so Texas didn't uh, disappoint you with this yeah, so, exoticness. So I, I really enjoyed it. And um, then during my visit, James took me to his favorite city in Texas, which was New Orleans. So that gave it to gave it away for me that I thought there's something fishy about this guy. He's trying me to impress me with completely different state and big <laughs> party city. And we had a blast. And that's when we decided to get together and uh, uh, had long distance relationship because I did not want it to move to states. I was like, no, this. I, I really liked my life in Europe and still I my career was doing good and I was had like so many things I still wanted to do there but um, because uh, James was in oil industry and he couldn't just go move with me to Italy and yeah. get pump some oil I was I had to give in and I I moved here to Texas and uh, I've been living in Tyler for almost 10 years and it's a lot of fun yeah so so what are what would you say are the biggest differences between living here and your home country or any of the other uh, countries in Europe oh my gosh the first thing when I came to visit I said was oh I now know why you all have cars. <laughs> it literally, every, especially here in Texas, everything is so spread out because you have the 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 luxury having so much land. And mm. I I had to when I moved here, I had to learn to drive because car was just. Uh, it was it was a disadvantage. It was so exp it's so expensive in Europe to own a car because especially in city, it, it's like it's like in, nobody has a car in New York City. Yeah. There's public transportation, and then you have to pay for parking, for garage uh, garage and everything, fuel. Oh, it's 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 a lot. Yeah. But so that was the definitely the the getting around so you you can do anything if you don't have a car here yeah pretty it's, much it's pretty hard uh, the other thing i don't know i i feel like tyler has still long ways to go to get so you can get a good coffee here oh yeah yes <laughs> Hard to like, find good coffee. like in europe it doesn't matter whether you're in restaurant uh cafe little bistro four-star restaurant they all have amazing coffee. Here, no. No. <laughs> Not even like you, a small coffee shop yeah, or you, something? You have, well, there's some co small coffee shops, so there's exceptions. But the, yeah. it's like if you go to a restaurant and they have espresso machine, that is literally a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it, I was like... Yeah, that you Mexican food here, you that's going for you. Coffee, not, not so, so much. much. <laughs> what else? What else uh, do we have going or not going for us? Well, I think uh, especially about Texas, uh, I think is the southern hospitality, because uh, my country, Latvia, it's the same latitude as Maine, and people are there's 
very much a northern mentality. They are really nice people, but they would never just start a conversation with you while waiting in a grocery line. You know, mm-hmm. everybody are busy in their own world, looking at their shoes or looking at their phone. But here it's like you are at Brookshire's and suddenly you have five new friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's, I've, and, and was, and, was that like a good thing for you when you came here? Or was that something it, you had a hard time adjusting to? It was very weird because, but I also, I really instantly uh, loved it because that was what I so much enjoyed when I was living in Sicily. Because to me, that was the same kind of extended mirror image of that. People in South are just because I guess more vitamin D, more sun. Yeah. They're just they're just more open and more happy, and and they have that joy de vivre that they want to just talk and yeah. do stuff, and nobody's a stranger. And so, would you say that Europe is like similar to the states, like where you have like different states are kind of like their own country? Yes, you've got like a different personality. Yes, between them. definitely. I think that's, uh, you know, I think it, everybody, uh, those, you know, we have all those stereotypes for a reason. You know, yeah. when we think of Germany, that everybody are always on time and very serious. Yes, yeah. that's true. And, uh, you know, f- French people, very flamboyant and always late and all. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess if you want to talk about like some things you've started doing here in uh, Tyler and stuff, this would be a good time. Like, I guess, how did you first get your start doing art in Tyler? Like, how hard was that for you? You know, it's 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 great question, and it was really challenging because uh, when I moved here, I I was really trying to think hey this is really new chapter in my life I know that I want to still do art uh, but I had no idea what it actually will become I was still trying to work with some of my clients and gallerists in Europe until it was really uh, not not just possible financially because of the shipping costs and taxes Uh, that was first thing that went and I realized I'm just going to start from the beginning. I just have to start and find my clients and market here. And uh, I tried to, I realized that there's no art galleries in Tyler. There's a couple uh, consignment galleries and, but but there's really no no way, and there's no place where to go and say, hey, let's do it. So I got pretty desperate, yeah. and I would, I, 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 I'm like, okay, let's see, let's see how this game works. And first thing, I decided to get my name out. So I put some of my paintings in restaurants like Bernard's and Currents, and so people would start seeing my name and organize pop-up uh, pop art events. Mm-hmm. Just putting some, like you see, just paintings on easels and, 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 and free cocktails and yeah. all that stuff. And um, because at that time, I didn't have enough time to go to Dallas and try to 
uh, get a spot in that market. And I realized that it's really hard to, and I, it always reminded me of, of thinking that my one of my professors said, you have to try first to make it where you are, and then you can branch, branch it out. So I, I kept just doing more things in Tyler, and part of it that really helped me uh, was um, uh, joining and doing a lot of philanthropy work and charity, donating art, because to me, that's a very important facet of Tyler. This community is very much uh, about charity, donating, and helping. So that really exposed my work to a lot more people that I was able to reach before with my art. Mm. And uh, so I did a lot of light paintings for cattle barons and things like that. And also it was very big learning curve it, and gave me a good challenge because I think it's, it's always, I'm one of those people that I, I need some friction. I need a pushback. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, because I was like, where do you go in Tyler and meet people? Because this is very cliquish community. But once you meet somebody, you're like, it's like a spider web. You, you really quickly know everybody and everybody yeah. knows you. And, and so, but I, I was, one of the things that I felt like I was lacking was the marketing abilities. Uh, I do not know how it's here in uh, art college system in states, but none of my colleges included marketing class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it was and it was really frightening to me and really not my cup of tea to go and sell myself. Yeah. Because I was spoiled, I had somebody do it for me, and I, and especially, I think that's another thing. The difference between United States and Europe is, uh, this is capitalism, and this is about selling stuff. Yeah. So, every, like the, you just look the best marketing: Coca Cola, McDonald's, Nike. This is all invented here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows about some soft drink brand from Italy. No, yeah. it's Coca-Cola everywhere and it's beautiful and and so that's kind of sets that tone and the bar that you need to be more aggressive. Just uh, in, I think in Europe, if you would approach somebody and say, hey, look at my paintings, do, 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 don't, people will think you're rude or you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, next. But here, people, that's what, they, that's what they're used to. Yeah. If you don't approach them and say, hey, my name is da-da-da, this is what I do, here's my portfolio, they, they're, they're like, well, where's your sales pitch? What else you got yeah. for me? Are you giving, will you give me some cookies? Great, I'm <laughs> buying your stuff. Yes, and um, my husband really helped me with that because he he has a marketing agency and he was like okay we you i used to have a really heavy accent so he was like okay <laughs> we, we gotta get rid of that 
people actually need to understand what you're saying. Number yeah. one. <laughs> and yeah, so he he always tells me, you know, you're in South, so you had to speak low and slowly. Like imagine like you're a granny. <laughs> people love that. And I tried it and really it worked. It was like really? magic. I was like, this is what I have been missing all this time. Yeah. But so it's in, and so it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, uh, fun uh, doing uh, the charity work, supporting a lot of good causes. Um, also, I early on when I moved here, I got involved with uh, 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 groups and nonprofits that uh, focuses on revitalization of the downtown Tyler, because that was one thing that when I came and. Uh, uh, visited Tyler even before moving here uh, the downtown looked really sad I yeah. was like this looks like just this place just got bombed yeah <laughs> and, there's a lot of brutalist buildings uh, yes, downtown and, and, to, and always and uh, that's also European mentality downtown is always the heart of the city mm-hmm. it's it's where the action happens where the culture is where you, you 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 when you go downtown you have a certain expectations and you you kind of know that it, it is a place you want to be and visit and spend time but when I came to Tyler I was like well here's the Tyler theater that I saw when I googled Tyler yeah. Texas but it looks really sad <laughs> <laughs> so I volunteered at the Civic Gallery and the Main Street Department and uh, worked with, I still do a lot of projects also with Liberty Theater. I paint their windows. I did their the latest one that uh, in support of Ukraine. And so um, I'm being, uh, I have volunteered many times for the Heart of Tyler that does a lot of charity work to help maintain our downtown. And so that's that's also, it, it was so amazing to me when the l- lawyers that, uh, 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 Martin Walker, that redid the Arcadia Theater, they invited me to host art events there in their law firm, in their upstairs gallery. That was like, oh, this is amazing. This is just so, so great that um, I'm I I was get, I I was having all these opportunities to do and um, showcase my art and also help other artists because uh, I, one of my first art shows was one of the art walks in November and I was on the sidewalk <laughs> and and I was thinking this sucks i'm never (laughs) doing this again because i was really spoiled i was always showing at art galleries and big art uh shows and art markets and now i'm i'm in this little town in texas standing on the corner (laughs) and i'm freezing with no decent coffee (laughs) Uh, this is some really bad karma and and so i've thought okay uh this is just so going great and i i thought uh hosting archers for other artists will will hopefully will they will not do all the 
hard things I had. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things I do every year at Mar Walker, I host this international juried Ar- arcade art show. It stands for Ash. This is actually, I'm wearing one of the old T-shirts. And I just opened the call a couple uh, days ago, and the, uh, there's already people submitting it. A lot, of, a lot of my patrons donate money to it, and local businesses as well. So uh, uh, there's prize, uh, cash prizes for best in show and runner-up, and this event usually attracts around 150 to 200 people that come to the opening, and it's a big party. Where would people find out about that at if if they uh, they could just Google or go to the website Art Show Tyler? Oh, okay, and you'll just find it. Yes, there. it's it would it's it's so through the website you can read all about what it takes to enter all the guidelines, and you can also submit your artwork through online. So you can you can do it all from sofa. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so. When would you say you felt like you finally made it here? Or was there a point? <laughs> oh, yes. I remember that day. We were downtown, uh, uh, my husband and I, and we were walking um, on Irwin Street, and they just have installed installed these silver, uh, um, uh, solar-powered po- trash cans. Mm-hmm. And my art was on one of them. <laughs> I was like, yes. Now you're a successful yes, artist. Yes, <laughs> yes. And the second moment, last year when the COVID was in May, City of Tyler Public Transportation approached me and asked me to paint uh, windows for one of their buses. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they wanted to have animals that hold and read books. Oh, I've seen that. I don't know how many times I've seen that I bus. <laughs> they were doing an event at the library, and so the whole idea was they were giving a free ride to kids to go to the summer reading summer camp. Yeah. So, and literally, the whole idea was that that they that bus will be up for maybe four weeks, six weeks, and then it. Those animals are still there. It's been been like 15 months. (laughs) I think, yes. I know with the trash can and the bus, I know I have made it. Yeah. Well, uh, first thing I knew from you was uh, that mural you did downtown. It's like an extreme close-up of like a woman's face with the roses in the eyes. Yes. Yeah. uh, Actually, we had in uh, my web design class, we had to do... A website on an artist and a girl in my class did about your stuff so that that's where I figured out about it so very cool yes that is definitely uh like a milestone because that uh, that was the first mural that I did that uh is on Broadway Mm -hmm. and um it was uh uh one thing I always kind of was aware I am really bad at winning contests contests (laughs) that's literally I'm horrible because um I always like to kind of test the limits and push it and I I realize that always especially with public art uh it's usually something that's not a straight yes not a straightforward it's more like 
yes mainstream which is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it but it's it's more uh, it's it's every everything has its place so when i submitted this design for this contest for fair foundation building when I, they picked it i was like i can't believe it <laughs> that that was so so uh, really weird and also at that time that was the biggest thing i have ever done and so it was really thrilling to do that and now it seems it's been now five years and it's still there because uh it was it was designed to be there maybe two three years and uh, then all that's that was that where the wall is that was meant to be eventually a storefront oh really yes the the building should uh, was as the but the company that uh, purchased the building now is reselling it, so we'll see what happens to the mural. Yeah, but see I if think it lasts I think five years. yes, but I think <laughs> it's become quite a Tyler landmark, and that was never a plan. I was just like, here's a sketch of eyes of my friend. I hope yeah. you like it. And so it 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 one of the things that opened um, a door for me. Uh, and I think it kind of all blended with the uh, situation where we see so much that murals has become kind of big trend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I never thought that I'm going to be pursuing murals. Yeah. It's, it was very much like, okay, well, like the window painting. I was like, well, it's like the painting but it's just bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's and, and I quickly realized that I really like it because it's very uh, different in a way from the painting because no project is alike. You have to consider, and by definition is almost a collaboration because most of these projects are commission pieces. So somebody's saying, oh, I want a puppy dog or a big American flag. And mm. uh, then you have to figure out the surface and everything. And so it's very much a problem-solving task. And, and again, I really get a buzz from figuring out how I'm going to get on this awning that's 15 feet high. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how I'm going to get all my paint there and, and the ladder and how, how, how it's all eventually will be happening mm-hmm. because it's, ne- it's you never think of those problems when you are p- doing something that's 20 inches by 40 never yeah <laughs> yes so uh, that that eyes of tyler kind of my again my phone started ringing people asking can you come paint my building can you do this for me and it's been non-stop uh two years ago i kind of decided to start even a separate brand for the, my murals and I started a website and a social media account that uh, is under mural artist TX okay yeah. so because it's it was very kind of when I wanted to show uh, potential clients or people like just my mural work I didn't want it to mix with my paintings too much so it's it, it became kind of even more professional I think but I not necessarily uh, divide my art from my mural work, and uh, but but I think that really kind of uh, 
help people to like even um, find me through Google. So since then, I have done a lot of work in Dallas, Plano. Just last week, uh, I was in Rogers, Texas. It's it's a little town. Uh, hour away from yeah. Austin. I, last year, I did two really big projects in Longview, which was, again, I can't believe this was a contest by City of Longview, and they picked two of my designs to do two big uh, murals that were founded funded by the uh, state and city and private donors. And I had opportunity to paint this uh, largest hand-painted mural in Texas. That's Which, pretty impressive. Yes, it was uh, <laughs> It was 40 feet high and 130 feet long. And it took took three months. And, wow. <laughs> and it's pictures don't do justice. So if you ever long view, in Longview, go downtown, across from the post office so it's it's so it's all those things have been very exciting yeah uh, so what would you say like your creative process is like how do you get inspiration do you listen to like a lot of music or just look at art mostly or you know it's it's everything because yeah. i think like uh because i have been doing art since very early age it's almost to me like second nature. Mm -hmm. I can be inspired by a song. I can be inspired by another painting or an image I see on Facebook, things yeah. like that. So I, I never know. And I honestly, I don't think about it much. I just try to kind of what whatever triggers some emotions and i'm like oh let's do this this can yeah. be fun well thank you very much for sitting down and letting me have this interview with you uh if people want to find you where could they find you at uh the it easiest would be uh looking up my website which is my name datsakid.com or muralartisttx.com and uh, they can see some of my art there and contact me or and also go to my social media accounts and follow me and see what I do every day. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for thank sitting you. down with me and lending me in your cool house. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>